Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Oh boy, I haven't been as excited to get on the air to do a show for this since, uh, gosh, the 628 times, episode 628. Uh-oh. Uh, pr- yeah, Producer Joe, how are you today? You doing I'm all right? Good, man. I'm, I'm ready to go here. Which yeah, is what I know. we're doing here, man. I, poor guy, I have him working his butt <laughs> off because I just uh, found something, a clip uh, a little while ago that uh, I, I the media's just lost it. They don't get it. It's a Rachel Maddow uh, clip, and she doesn't even understand. <laughs> it's hysterical. She doesn't even understand what she's saying in the clip. Oh, boy, don't go anywhere. I've got three big, huge things to talk about. And yes, it is making a difference, okay? All right, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, one of the best nutrition supplement products on the market right now is Field of Greens. Field of Greens is a, a it's food. It's real food. It's not extract. It's not some junk. And what kind of real food? Life-enhancing fruits and vegetables we all need to look better, feel better, think better, uh, better re- resistance to illness. We all need to eat our fruits and vegetables, but it's hard to prepare them all the time. We don't have the time. I have the solution for you. The best fruit and vegetable supplement, real food powder on the market. This is real food, not like those second-rate junk extract products. Go give it a shot. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. I've never felt better since I'm on it. Give it a shot. It's called Field of Greens. Check it out. It tastes great. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Throw it in some green tea, some juice, some water, however you you want it. It tastes great. Uh, It's great stuff. And it's your fruit and vegetable insurance for a long, healthy life. Go check it out. Field of Greens. All right. So I'm going through some stuff, and I'd gotten wind of an action by the Bob Mueller team regarding Georgie Papa D. Oh! Georgie Papadopoulos. Now, the, folks, before I play this Maddow clip, who, by the way, it's funny how she's almost she's almost like excited. Oh, I think we've got something here. She doesn't even yes. realize what she has, and believe me, it isn't good for the liberals. Just a little background on this in case you're new to the show. George Papadopoulos was George Papadopoulos, I believe, was given information by a guy uh, named Joseph Mifsud. Actually, I don't have to believe that. That's true. That's in the indictment. Right. Joseph Mifsud in April, a Maltese professor, meets with Papadopoulos and is alleged to have said something about some Russian dirt on Hillary. No emails are ever mentioned, contrary to liberal media lore. Um, that is not true. No emails are mentioned, right? Papadopoulos then relays that message to Alexander Downer. Folks, if this just stay with me. I know some of this is repetitive, but it's super important. Papadopoulos later on in May relays that information to Alexander Downer, an Australian uh, diplomat in London. The information then is used according to the FBI story. I want to put that important caveat in there because I don't believe this is true. But according to the FBI story, that is the origin story of the entire Trump counterintelligence investigation known as Crossfire Hurricane. The story's BS. I've told you over and over, I believe what they're hiding is the fact that Mifsud, who who is initially contacts Papadopoulos, and according to liberal media folks and the liberals themselves, is working for the Russians and Papadopoulos bit on this Russian bait for, to get dirt on Hillary. I don't think Mifsud was working for the Russians. I think that's the biggest scandal of all. Joe, you got that Rachel Maddow clip? Oh, yeah. Oh, poor Rachel. You have no idea the can of worms you're opening. Play the cut. Uh, Today, special counsel Robert Mueller requested and was granted a protective order, quote, restricting the use, dissemination and disposition of discovery materials, meaning evidence, uh, which the defendant has requested in advance of his sentencing. Protective order today? Here's what I want to know. Why, five days before Mueller's prosecutors make their recommendation for punishment for George Papadopoulos, why today was a giant legal cone of silence dropped on top of all the evidence in his case? Why did that happen and why now? If you know, tell me, www.senditorachel.com. If I find out by hook or by crook, I will tell you next. Oh boy, Rachel, I'll tell you. Someone want to email Rachel at that, uh, what was it, uh, www.senditorachel.com? Someone may want to send this over. So, folks, in case you're confused, because Maddow is, because Maddow doesn't understand the details of the case, yet talks about it all the time. If she did, she would be running from this. 
But she's celebrating it because she thinks she has something. Oh, Papadopoulos was a Russian spy. Oh, my gosh, we've got it. No, 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 (laughs) folks. I am almost certain right now that here's what actually happened. George Papadopoulos' team. This Friday is going to set in motion the sentencing, which is to take place in September. This Friday. This Friday is a critical date. All of a sudden, Joe, Georgie Papadis, legal team's like, emergency break. Hold on. We want to take a look at the evidence. We're going to file a discovery motion. What do you have on us, Bobby M., Bobby Muller? Bobby M's team is like, eh, emergency break. We're not giving you that. So they file a motion to keep the information from the defendant, Papadopoulos, right before Friday. What just happened? What just happened? Oh, Peter Stroke was fired from the FBI. Huh. How are those two related? Joe, was Peter Stroke in any way involved in the Papadopoulos interview or the investigation of George Papadopoulos? Uh, I think so, Dan. Yeah. I think you can safely say that. Yep. Did Georgie Papadis' team just find out something about Stroke that maybe Stroke and Mueller knew the whole time? That Mifsud was not, in fact, a Russian asset and was a Western, i.e. a friendly to us intelligence asset or friendly maybe to the Obama team asset? Oh, oh, did you think they may have gotten a little bit of wind of that? And now that Stroke is fired, they want to get a hold of the 302s? You think maybe, Joe, Joe, this is. I, I'm telling you, we had to go on the air eight minutes late. I'm begging Joe to get this out before <laughs> noon. I know. But folks, I have rarely in, in my time doing this been as excited to get on the air to talk about this. The entire scandal, as I've told you, is broken down into three separate subcomponents. Right. The information laundering operation. In other words, taking the dossier, it's fake, and making it look real. Send it into the State Department. Send it to Bruce Orr. Taking fake information and making it look real. That's part one of Spygate. Part two, the subscandal, is the actual spying operation on the Trump team. Halper, the other folks that were sent by government entities for the United States, also friendlies, Five Eyes countries, to spy on the Trump team, the unmasking operation. That's subscandal number two. Subscandal number three is the biggest one of all, though. The whole darn thing was a setup. The whole case starts with the April meeting. Listen to me. The whole, I can't repeat this enough. This entire fake collusion narrative begins in April. In April of 2016, when Papadopoulos, recently hired by the Trump campaign as a foreign policy advisor, when he meets with a guy named Joseph Mifsud, who allegedly tells him about dirt on Hillary that the Russians have. That is the whole entire case. The case revolves around the fact that Mifsud was working with the Russians. The liberal case. Folks, what if he was working with friendlies? That means the whole thing is a setup. I've been telling you this for months. The whole thing, he was framed. It was a setup. I told you yesterday that the media narrative is already starting to shift because I believe people in the media know this because they've had a copy of the unredacted dossier, uh, excuse me, FBI, sorry, a copy of the unredacted, leave it in, we don't have time, the unredacted FISA application for months. Yeah. James Wolf, who is the uh, staffer on the Senate Intel Committee, who is being prosecuted by the federal government now, received a copy of the FISA application, which in allegations court documents, he then texted 82 times to a reporter girlfriend. That night, he received it. The document is 82 pages long. Why would he send redacted pages that were blacked out? In other words, the media has probably had this information the entire time. I'm just getting warmed up. Oh, you know it, Al. Oh, you know it. This is a setup. 
It's a setup the whole time, and people in the media probably knew this. So just to recap, what Ra- Rachel Maddow has no idea. Someone please email her this. Because she has no idea. Because she doesn't do homework. She thinks she does homework. She's one of these liberal intellectual elites who doesn't do any background and, 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 and shoe leather work on the case. She has a bunch of producers talking in her ear and she thinks she's got a gem on Papadopoulos. Oh my gosh, there was a discovery motion on Papadopoulos. What does this mean? He was a space alien working for Trump? No, silly. What it likely means is Stroke has been fired. They now have evidence that Stroke was corrupt. That stroke likely changed the 302s, the um, in 302s, the interview summaries. Oh. He was probably involved in the Papadopoulos investigation, and there may be some alteration or, let's say, clever wording of the 302s to make it seem that Papadopoulos was, in fact, a criminal when Papadopoulos was the victim of a setup operation the entire time. Now, there are one of two scenarios, to be fair here. I'm I, I'm h- highly suspicious of the second one, okay? Let me just put that out there. But I want to give you both sides because Maddow has no idea what she's talking about. All right. Scenario number one is Mueller's scared right now. Mueller realizes that George Papadopoulos' attorney and George are onto something. That George knows he's been framed now. He knows this is a setup. That the lying to the FBI is uh, charged, the 1001 charge, he's accused of. Remember, that's all he's accused of. He's not accused of conspiracy. He's accused of lying to the FBI. Papadopoulos' team has probably come to the realization now that they charged him with this crime back in uh, the October-November time period of last year. That they charged him with this crime to shut him up. To cover what, Joe? To cover the fact that Papadopoulos was framed. Mm -hmm. Mifsud was not an agent of the Russian Federation. He was working with friendlies to set up the Trump team. Mueller is now desperate to hide this. Because Mueller's goal is to save the DOJ or the FBI. And the FBI, I should say. He needs to hide the evidence of Stroke's involvement in this. Stroke being the... What is that from Ghostbusters? The key master? Are you the gatekeeper? Are you the key master? That that stroke is the key master. He needs to hide that. And he needs to hide the fact that this was a government frame job the whole time. Now, option number two, which I find highly unlikely, if not ridiculous, but I'm sure is floating out there, is that Mueller has uncovered the entire scam. Which he has. He ha- so let me not. I don't. I shouldn't say option number two. He's he has uncovered the. I have no doubt in my mind. Mueller knows what's going on. Oh yeah. Option number two is he's cover, uncovered the scam and is actively working to prosecute the scam. Folks, I don't believe that. I don't believe that, and I don't believe it based on the fact that he charged. He allowed Papadopoulos to be charged in the first place. If think about it, think this through. All right. If. So let's call him Joe, the Mueller good guy versus Mueller bad guy approach. I, I firmly believe Mueller's a bad guy in this. He sat back and, and authorized the prosecution of George Papadopoulos knowing the entire time it was a scam. Mm-hmm. And then people say, oh, well, maybe he was ju- doing it to work with Papadopoulos. No, you don't charge someone with a crime then. You dismiss, you'd file a complaint. You dis- I worked in federal law enforcement. Here's what you do. You file a complaint against a bad guy. He cooperates. If the cooperation is good enough, you dismiss the complaint. That's not how this works. I actually did this for a living for 12 years. There's no evidence at all that Mueller's a good guy. He would not have charged Papadopoulos. But there is a theory out there that he's uncovered the entire scheme again, which he has, but that he's using this to go after then all of these bad players in the Justice Department too. Ladies and gentlemen, if that theory comes to fruition, I will happily report it on the show. It will be a good day, not a bad day. I don't want to be right. I want the country to be right. I'm telling you, though, there's no evidence that that is true. None. Why would he why would he prosecute Papadopoulos? There's no need to do that. You don't prosecute the victim of a government setup. Folks, go back and listen to that Maddow clip again. She is so knee deep in this scandal 
Actually, she's not, she's an inch deep and a mile wide on it. She doesn't have any deep understanding of it, but she's knee deep in the in the conspiracy theory component of it that the, she can't see the forest for the trees. She can't see anything. She's blind to it. She thinks Papadopoulos' lawyer filing a motion. Uh, Joe, are we clear on what happened? Yeah. Papadopoulos' lawyer filed a motion with the Mueller team saying, hey, wait, wait, wait. Before we proceed with this sentencing and this plea deal, I want to see the potatoes, man. I want to see the apples you got. You bet. Mueller's team is panicking. Mueller's team's like, no, no, no. They file a, a, a protective order saying, we can't disclose the evidence. There are people who believe Mueller's a good guy who are saying, well, he can't disclose the evidence because he's going after the people that frame Papadopoulos through the Mifsud setup. I don't believe that at all. I believe Mueller absolutely knows about the setup and doesn't want the information out there because he wants uh, Papadopoulos to sign off to the plea deal and just go away. Folks, please, if you know Papadopoulos and he knows something, I'm serious. For the sake of the country, we have a big enough audience now that somebody knows somebody who knows somebody everywhere. Believe me, I get the emails every day from sources. If I'm right, I'm begging you. It's not a joke. If I'm right, George, do not, under any circumstances, take that plea without getting that evidence out there. Do not, for the sake of the country, take a plea deal without getting the evidence out there that you were, in fact, set up. It is the key to the entire scandal that the United States government may have framed a political operative working for the Trump team in order to advance a conspiracy theory about collusion is the biggest scandal in United States history, not modern history, not the last few decades, in United States history. It makes Watergate look cheap. It makes the teapot dome look like a a, a teapot full of green tea. This is the biggest scandal in U.S. history. And I'm telling you, Mueller was brought in to clean up this mess. That's the only purpose. Papadopoulos' lawyer knows something. Get it out there. Do not rest until that information is put out there. If I could afford to pay the legal fees of this guy and it was not in violation of some ethics law, I would do it myself. Don't take a plea here. They want you to shut up. This information has to get out. Joe, am I getting across? Is this making sense, the gravity of this filing? Uh, that Maddow, yeah. Maddow thinks she... The funny thing is I'm absolutely convinced Maddow thinks she has something right. working in her conspiracy theory favor. Please email her. Describe the whole thing. Oh, Rachel, man, did you miss the ball? And be nice, please. I don't want, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not, I don't need to lecture anybody. You get it. But, you know, we don't want to be like Antifa, the hate group out there, you know, violently attacking people. But just lay it out to her. Hey, Rachel, um, do you ever think that maybe his meeting Papadopoulos with Mifsud, given that Mifsud's photographs online and his friends and everything, everyone indicates he's a Western intelligence asset. Has it ever occurred to you that Mifsud wasn't working with the Russians about the, quote, dirt on Hillary, that the, quote, dirt on Hillary may have come from friendlies? That ever occur to you? Did it ever occur to you that Peter Stroke was just fired and may have had an up close and personal involvement in the uh, George Papadopoulos investigation and that there may be paperwork out there that may indicate that Peter Stroke wasn't exactly upfront and honest about all of the Papadopoulos dealings. That ever occur to you? Probably not. Oh, Rachel, did you open a can of worms? Email her, folks. We have hundreds of thousands of listeners now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have made my life a pleasure and every morning on this microphone an absolute pleasure. If every one of you emails her today, this would be awesome. She gave out her email there, whatever it was. You got I don't want to say the wrong one. We have so many listeners that want to be emailed the wrong person. Go rewind it, listen to email her those two points. You ever think about that, Rachel? Yeah, yeah. You do any homework on this thing? Hashtag homework, the more you know. Remember the more you know, those ads that used to run on Sunday morning yeah. with, the, with the cartoons and Saturday morning, excuse me, the more you know. Yeah. I have never been as excited to come on the air and talk about something. I am absolutely convinced Papa D, Georgie P, 
Georgie P's lawyers have uncovered this whole thing. And the Mueller team is panicking. And like I said, if the Mueller team is panicking because it doesn't want to interrupt an investigation, it's it's conducting into the 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 the, uh, the, the savages that frame the Trump team. Then great. I have no evidence that that is, in fact, true and a ton of evidence that everything that's happening on this Mueller side is nothing more than a cover up for DOJ and FBI grotesque, grotesque malfeasance. Oh, I've got more. Because Lee Smith at Real Clear Investigations broke something wide open the other day, too. And there's a little quote that I didn't spend enough time on that. Yeah, I'm going to spend a little time on now. All right. Uh, we have a new sponsor, so I'm really happy to welcome them on board. It's a great company. We've used them, uh, and it is as user-friendly as possible. Listen, one thing, Joe, um, remember when we built the studio in my house in Severna Park before yeah. we came down here? Yeah. Can you tell the audience, um, and, and it's true, that can you tell them how not handy I am? Uh, I suck, right? Like I can't yeah, really no, do a lot of. Don't know. Can't find the button on a hammer. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not. Joe's not lying. Joe had a. Remember <laughs> when you had to screw the mic stand into the table, and I could, I was like, how do we even do? It? I'm not very handy at all. <laughs> don't let the deadlifting squat numbers fool you. They're all show muscles. I am not a handy guy. <laughs> so, I'm not. So when Blinds.com offered to come on the show as a sponsor, I was like, heck yeah! You know why we use them in my daughter's bathroom for a a a, a, a blinds a blinds dot com fixture on a window? And me and my my wife's even a little handier than I put it in lickety split, no problem, <laughs> and it looks terrific, and we saved a fortune. Blinds.com is an awesome company. I had a an, an onboarding call with them, and I probably spent an hour on the phone chatting with them because I love their company so much. Hey, uh, listen, window treatments is one of those soulless adulting terms for something necessary but boring. You're blind. You don't even think about them unless uh, you move or they break, which is true, right? When do you think about them? When they're right, everything in your home looks better. But when they're wrong, everything in your home looks cheap, which is true. I mean, listen, that's the, that, that's why we, in my daughter's bathroom, we're like, oh, we did all this work. We got to fix this window there. But let's be honest, taking the time to pick out and buy blinds sounds expensive, kind of boring, and installing them yourself sounds harder than any self-respecting adult wants to admit. But Blinds.com makes it really easy for you. Not sure what you want or even where to start? With Blinds.com, you get a free online design consultation, which is great, super easy. Just send them pictures of your house, and they will send back custom recommendations from a professional for what will work with your color scheme, furniture, and specific rooms. It can't get any easier, folks. They'll even send you free samples to make sure everything looks as good in person as it does online, and every order gets free shipping. And this is the best part. If you accidentally mismeasure, by the way, they're not kidding about this. If you screw this up or mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, whatever, if you screw up, not them, you, Blinds.com will remake your blinds for free. They're not kidding. We didn't need it because it was so easy, but if you do, they'll hook you up. They've really made it easy for you, so there's no excuse to leave up those mangled blinds that make your place look like a set from the wire. <laughs> These guys are great. All right, listen, for a limited time, get up to 20% off everything at Blinds.com when you use promo code DAN. That's 20%, 20% off at blinds.com when you use promo code Dan. 20%. That's blinds.com, promo code Dan for 20% off everything. Forward blinds, cellular shades, roller shades, and more. Blinds.com, promo code Dan, rules and restrictions apply. You are going to love, love, love this company. So happy to have them on board. We use them ourselves. Blinds.com, promo code Dan for 20% off. Okay, another, uh, I don't, you know, again, I'm running out of the t- bombshells have been overused because, uh, wait, can I just address one thing? No, this is important. This is not a, a tangent either. This is, uh, this is related to this. So the first portion of the show before that read, we read over how the Papadopoulos team is now saying, you know what? Show us your poker hand, daddy-o. Bobby M, show us what you got. How about that, Bob? Ladies and gentlemen who email me a lot, I love your emails. We read them all, and they are voluminous. I spend a good portion of my day reading your feedback because it helps me guide the show for you. It's your show. But I have been very upset, and I brought this up yesterday, about people who still insist to this day that, oh, I'm tired of the Spygate. Uh, I love the story. They they tune in. Don't get me wrong. I love the story, but I'm tired of, uh, and I'm frustrated because nothing's happening. Oh, my gosh. Are you missing all this? What do you mean nothing is happening? 
The entire upper echelon of the FBI involved in this case has either been fired, has resigned, or has been demoted. The entire what one of them has been referred for criminal charges. There's currently an ongoing investigation by the IG into the Russia probe. I what else? I don't understand. Like what? What? What do you mean? Nothing's going on. It may, again, the, the glacial pace of it, I understand your frustration, but insisting that nothing's going on is, is, is just not true. Things are happening. I bring that up and before I get to the next uh, uh, topic here because the Papadopoulos thing is more evidence that things are happening. Papadopoulos' lawyer, clearly, by hitting the emergency brake before this Friday um, uh, judicial procedure related to the sentencing clearly hit the emergency brake because something happened. That's obvious. Why would they do it otherwise? Maybe the information's getting out there finally. Folks, I'm just asking you to be patient. Things are happening. The house of cards is about to collapse and the media's role in it is going to get ugly. Folks, the media knew this. The media has had the unredacted FISA for a very, very long time. Now, I want to go back to Lee Smith's piece. This is in uh, the show notes today, Bongino.com. Please read it. It's been in there. I've had it in there for a couple days now. Read it again. It's in Real Clear Investigations. It's been everywhere. He's been on Tucker. Hannity put the headline up last night. Lee Smith's a good guy. Um, I know Lee. I've had him on my NRA TV show. But Lee wrote a piece, and there is a quote from the piece, and it is about the Trump Tower meeting. Now, just to be clear, again, to make this digestible and easy for you to understand, Spygate, the effort to take down Donald Trump, which my entire book covers all of this, by the way, because none of this is new if you read the book. As a matter of fact, as I'm reading the Audible book, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it myself. I'm going through it, and I'm like, my gosh, like my, my co-author, uh, Denise and Matt and I, we were on this month, so it's all in the book already. But Lee has started to focus on the Trump Tower meeting and of the three sub scandals to Spygate. Again, information laundering, the actual spying operation, in other words, employing human spies and signals intelligence to spy on the Trump team. And in third, the framing of Donald Trump. The framing operation, I believe, is the most most devastating. The one I focused on in the first part was Mifsud. And how I believe Mueller now knows that Mifsud was a Western intelligence asset planted out there to plant this information, push it into the Trump team to pull it out for the sole purpose for framing them of a crime, a political crime, collusion. But there's another big sub sub scandal, Joe, if you can vision this as like a tree, right? Spygate. Mm -hmm. Then there's three branches, information laundering spying operation framing of Donald Trump mm-hmm. under the framing branch there's a couple sub scandals there I just addressed one of them the Mifsud scandal the push the push the push but there's another branch under the framing operation are these visuals making sense the other one is the Trump Tower meeting which we have focused on relentlessly on this show ladies and gentlemen I've never been more convinced that the Trump Tower meeting on June 9th On June 9th of 2016, between Donald Trump Jr., Paul Manafort, a couple of Russians and a translator, I've never been more convinced this was a setup. That the taking of this meeting in and of itself was a component of what was going to be the media and liberal narrative. And now it's going to be the narrative going forward. Once the framing of Donald Trump becomes public and the scandal's fully exposed, which we're right there, folks, the new narrative is going to be, it was the essence of yesterday's show, well, listen... Yeah, Donald Trump was framed, but he wouldn't have been framed if he just wasn't willing to take these meetings in the first place. That's it. That's the new narrative with these these people in the media who are, they are absolutely horrendous. They are horrendous. You wonder why Trump calls them the fake news? He know, Ladies and gentlemen, he knows all this. You think the commander in chief doesn't know this? He is fully aware of what's going on. You may not like Donald Trump if you're a never Trumper or a liberal, but to say the man is stupid you, really points to your ignorance, not his. Folks, he knows he was framed. He knows all this. The fake news is going to immediately switch the target from, yes, he was framed, 
Okay, the Mifsud operation was probably a, a, a friendly operation by, and I say friendly to the Obama administration, to frame the Trump team. And the Trump Tower meeting was a setup. But he shouldn't have accepted the meetings in the first place, so therefore he's guilty. Police state stuff. Here's where the Lee Smith piece comes in, and that setup is necessary. The people who met with Trump Jr., I've been telling you for months at that Trump Tower meeting on June 9th, were connected to the Clinton orbit. They were connected to the Clinton orbit through Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS had substantial detailed relationships involved in layered relationships with the people who showed up at the meeting. Think about what I'm telling you. The people who show up for this meeting at Trump Tower who the liberals are saying, oh man, he took a meeting with these Russians, were not as connected, were not connected to Trump Jr. They were connected to the Hillary team. Let's go through them one by one. This is worth repeating because again, it this is the setup. Mm-hmm. Veselnitskaya, the lawyer that shows up, was working with Fusion GPS on a separate case related to Magnitsky while Fusion GPS was working on the Clinton operation to take down Trump. Do you understand that? Smith points this out in his piece. That part's kind of old news. There's a second part I'm going to get to yeah. in a second that's important. But it's, it's worth repeating. The Russian lawyer that shows up for the meeting with Trump Jr. is working with the same company paid to take down Trump. She meets with Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS before and after the meeting and has already told Russian media, this is all public, that Fusion GPS prepared the talking points for the meeting. Is this this ringing a bell? (laughs) The lawyer that shows up to meet with Trump Jr. is the talking points for the meeting were prepared by a company working for Mrs. Clinton to take down Trump. Oh, How hard is this for the media to understand? Someone email Rachel that, please. Somebody, I'm begging you all. Rach, do your homework. This is a setup. But that's not the most interesting part of Lee Smith's article. Please read it. It is definitely worth your time. I have a little quote ruski from Lee Smith's article. Now, this may be a little bit of for repeat for you regular listeners, but the quote isn't. Someone else shows up to this meeting at Trump Tower, not just a lawyer who's working with a company hired by Mrs. Clinton to take down Trump. Another guy shows up. Let me quote Lee Smith's piece. Accompanying Veselnitskaya to the meeting was Russian-American lobbyist Renat Akhmetshin, who had served in the Soviet Union's military counterintelligence service. Oh my gosh. Soviet intelligence officer shows up for a meeting with Trump Jr. Collusion! Collusion. Well, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Time out. Emergency break. The piece goes on. His role in the meeting remains unclear, but evidence suggests he may have been the source Simpson was alluding to, talking about Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS. In December of 2016, When Bruce Orr recorded that Simpson told him, oh boy, get a load of this one. Much of the collection about the Trump campaign ties to Russia comes from a former Russian intelligence officer who lives in the U.S. Wow, how about that? So Glenn Simpson hired to take down Donald Trump using his company Fusion GPS meets with the lawyer who shows up at Trump Tower before and after the Trump Tower meeting, prepares the talking points for the meeting. Glenn Simpson then, after the meeting, later on in December, meets with Bruce Orr from the Justice Department, whose wife is working for Simpson at Fusion GPS Nelly, and tells Bruce Orr, hey, most of the intelligence we got on the Trump team came from a Russian intelligence officer in the U.S. Oh, did it? Let me read portions of uh, the opening of this again. Akhmetshin, who had served in the Soviet Union's military counterintelligence service. Wow. Someone want to email Rach that too? 
You okay there? You look like an orangutan right now. I'm, I'm good, man. Joe, <laughs> someone put itching powder. Joe's like itching all over the place. Yeah. What, what happened? How about that, man? How about that? How about that? Someone want to email Rach that? Rachel, how do you explain the fact that the talking points for the Trump Tower meeting you use as primary evidence? I got you there, didn't I? Yeah. Primary evidence of your collusion narrative that the talking points for the collusion, air quotes, were provided by a company hired by Mrs. Clinton to take down Trump. How do you explain that the other guy in the meeting with Don Trump Jr., a Soviet intelligence officer, curiously fits a quote? From Christopher, from uh, Glenn Simpson, that he told Bruce Orr in a December 2016 meeting about much of the collection on the Trump campaign, ties to Russia, their ties to Russia, came from a, a former Russian intelligence officer. Who was that? Now, let me tie this into an episode. I talked about, uh, I mentioned, uh, I'm tying this back to a, a, a piece of information I put out the other day. There's also text messages and emails that uh, have now recently been uncovered between Bruce Orr at the Justice Department, whose wife is working for the company hired to take down Trump. Orr is the number four in the Justice Department. He has no business involved in this case at all. He is now managing Christopher Steele after he's fired by the FBI. After he's fired by the FBI as a source. Orr is managing him. He has no ties to this case at all other than the fact that his wife works at Fusion GPS. Texts and emails are uncovered between Steele and Orr where Steele says at one point, hey, basically we have to protect, quote, our guy. We can't have him get sent. We can't have him get sent back home. I don't know who our guy is, but I've told you that the media, uh, excuse me, the internet, not that the media has no curiosity about this case at all, other than uh, nonsensical collusion fairy tales. The internet is on fire with who our guy is. I had suggested maybe, based on the visits by people working with Christopher Steele to the Ecuadorian embassy with Julian Assange, that our guy could potentially be Assange. That Assange may remember Assange's WikiLeaks are the ones who leaked the DNC emails. Assange unquestionably has information here. It could be. But let me offer an alternate explanation. Is Renat Akhmetshin our guy? Quote, our guy? Has he been using Chris uh, 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 uh excuse me, Glenn Simpson at Fusion GPS hired to take down the Trump team? Have they been using a former Russian intelligence officer, Soviet Union intelligence officer with, with deep ties to Russian intelligence in the United States to infiltrate opposing political campaigns? Oh, 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 man, that one's going to hurt. Is he our guy? Oh, that's going to sting. You ever fall off your bike and... Scrape your knee and it takes about two, three seconds for that pain. And you're like, oh, yeah, that kind of pain. So let's just walk through this one more time. Subscandal number three, which really intersects with subscandal number one, the information laundering operation through Bruce Orr. But for the sake of clarity and understanding, let's stick with subscandal, subscandal number three, the framing of Donald Trump. So now we have very strong evidence that the Papadopoulos team has uncovered some information beneficial to their client, conveniently right after the firing of Peter Stroke, who was intimately involved in the investigation as the lead investigator of Donald Trump, indicating strongly to me that either misfeasance or malfeasance on Peter Stroke's part in either the interview or investigation of George Papadopoulos is turned up and George Papadis lawyers like, hold on, daddy-o, no further. We are going to put a big emergency break on this one. George, do not plead if you're not guilty. May I also suggest to you that Mueller, 
who is absolutely refusing to give the information on discovery to Papadopoulos's lawyer is probably hiding the fact that the genesis of this entire case, the Maltese professor with the quote Russian dirt on Hillary wasn't working for the Russians. Uh Oh, let me suggest to you also that the recently uncovered communications with Lee, which Lee Smith covers in his real clear investigations piece about this quote. This is the key new piece of information. Quote, much of the collection about the Trump campaign's ties to Russia has come from a former Russian intelligence officer. Oh, you mean the one that showed up at the Trump Tower meeting you've been saying is collusion? Did you guys, the Clinton team and Fusion GPS, hire a Russian intel officer to infiltrate an American political campaign during election season? How about that? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are just getting warmed up here. Darn right, daddy We are just getting warmed up. You know, my wife said to me, Joe, yeah. if I may digress for a moment, because I know this is a heavy show so far. Hmm. By the way, I'm not, I got another one, too. I'm not even done yet. There's another just fascinating angle to this, right? My wife said to me, about, I don't know, three, four months ago, as the show was really exploding, it's now become a juggernaut, thanks to you. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, Dan, I'm, I'm afraid that the air is going to run out of the balloon on this case. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. You have no idea. I said, Paula, this thing is just starting up. I'm telling you, this thing is just, and and it, this is, you read my book, the spy, my Spygate book. I'm sorry to keep plugging. I don't mean to bother you, but I put a lot of work into it. I, I really appreciate you all picking it up. I really worked hard on it with Denise and Matt. Pick it up on Amazon. Read the book. We finished the book about three weeks ago. This is all in there. It's all there. You're not going to miss a beat. It's all in there. We had some good heads up on stuff. You're going to love it. But this is just getting started. All right. I've got another angle to this I have to cover because it's just. (laughs) Just keeps getting better, doesn't it? (laughs) All right. Today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Filter By. Hey, I was sent a note from our friends at Filter By from a new customer. I love these emails. Uh, this, This goes to show you what a terrific company they are. I've been in the middle of a home renovation and there's drywall dust everywhere. Plus the contractors are leaving the doors open and it's been over a hundred degrees many days this summer. These are real emails we get. We don't make this stuff up, okay? Last weekend, my AC unit stopped working on the second floor. It turns out that the filters were about 98% clogged with drywall dust and it was choking the system. Buying filters was always a pain because my system need my system needed custom sizes. But with Filter Buy, they were able to get me exactly what I needed fast and at a great price. You're not going to find better prices. Because of stories like this, Filter Buy is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. This is a really great company. Choose from over 600 different filter sizes that ship for free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America. This company loves the great old USA. No worries about that here. You can save 5% also when you subscribe for auto replacement. You don't have to think about filters anymore then. You just subscribe. It's easy as that. Save some money. Save time. Save money. Breathe better with filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Tell them Dan sent you. Save some money. Clean out that system. Clean out your lungs. It's a really great company. Filterby.com. Tell them the Dan Bongino show sent you over. All right, Joe. I bet you, because, you know, Joe and I don't like to coordinate with him before the show mm-hmm. because I always like his genuine response. Mm-hmm. And if we get the video up and running, hint, hint, sometime, hopefully, uh, soon you will be getting more of Joe than I think you ever in- <laughs> intended in your life. Yeah. But people ask for a lot of Joe. <laughs> It's like more cowbell from Saturday Night Live. Everywhere I go when I meet people live, I don't get out of my house much. They ask for more armacost. They love you, Joe. Thank you. Third part of this. The redaction story. Now, the FISA warrant to spy on the Trump team. The FISA application to get the warrant, I should say, which lays out the case the FBI tried to make to the FISA court to spy on the Trump team has become a source of continued uh, um, 
charges, back charges, counter charges. Mm -hmm. And one of the early charges was, oh, well, now that we have the FISA application and it indicates the dossier was used, the liberal media said, well, it's the stuff that's redacted that we can't see, that that's where the real juicy stuff is. That story is now since died because Devin Nunes, Nunes, the Republican involved in the investigation, has come out and said, oh, are you sure about that? Because we're actually asking that to be released. All of a sudden, the media was like, uh uh-oh, we better not call for that. Now, the media has seen, I believe, the unredacted uh, FISA application because, as I told you, the Senate staffer that's alleged to have leaked it texted his media girlfriend 82 texts the day it was released. The document's 82 pages long. You don't text redacted pages. It would... Why would you text a big black dot? It doesn't make any sense. They have the unredacted copy. The big question is, what's in those redactions? What's in those redactions? I now have, I believe, some some good information that those redactions probably uh, probably contain information shuttled to Bruce Orr. Why is that important? It's important for a number of reasons. I'm going to go through them one by one. And why this, again, is just absolute. This now, we're shifting now from the framing of Donald Trump to subscandal number one. Remember, there's three subscandals. Subscandal number one is the information laundering operation. How information they had received, the FBI, to go after Trump via the dossier. The FBI has this, oh, moment of panic where they realize Steele, their source, Christopher Steele, the source for this whole thing has been lying to them. That he's been talking to the press in violation of his cooperation agreement. That he's been talking to the press and lying to the FBI about talking to the press, which completely discredits him as a source. The FBI has to let him go. Mm-hmm. The problem, Joe, is it's all the FBI has. Right. They have nothing else. They only have the fake charges by Christopher Steele. If they had anything else, they would have done what, Joe? They would have used it. Sure. They don't have anything else. So rather than come clean on the case and say, man, did we screw up? We built a case against Donald Trump based on charges by Christopher Steele, who turned out to be an unreliable source and a liar. What did they do? Someone at DOJ, notably Bruce Orr, who has nothing to do with this case other than being a senior manager. He's the number four at the Justice Department. He has nothing to do with the case. Orr says, hey, uh, Chris, talk to me, buddy. By the way, Christopher Steele's working for Fusion GPS, and so is Orr's wife. You think that may be a conflict that the court would want to know about? You think? (laughs) YA, right? You think? (sighs) Head nod to the side. If I would have done this as a federal agent, I'd be fired if not arrested. Yeah. They laundered the information from Steele because it could no longer be used because the FBI, and I'm quoting, put in their own documents about Christopher Steele. He was not suitable for use. Why does that make what I just told you so fascinating? Because if the Federal Bureau of Investigation themselves deemed an asset and a source of information they were using not suitable for use, And yet the information he gave somehow made it back into FISA applications, but came from Bruce Orr or others instead. And the genesis of it was left out. Oh, Houston, we got another problem, buddy. We got a big problem. Was Bruce Orr's information from Steele after he was already fired and publicly not? Well, shouldn't say publicly professionally admonished and deemed not suitable for use, then deemed suitable for use because the information, oh, it didn't come from Steele. It came from Orr. Where where did Orr get it? Oh, from Steele. Oh, you may want to tell the judge that. No, no, no. Let's keep that out. Now do you see, so just to be clear on this, if those redactions have information handed to Orr by Christopher Steele after he was terminated, man, they are going to have a real problem. May explain, by the way, while Orr's been demoted and not fired yet. They may still be using him. Remember what I told you about the firing. This is an important point because I get a lot of this on email. Why hasn't Orr been fired? I'm not convinced that Orr's not not singing like 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 a songbird right now. 
Because remember what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when Orr is fired, there's no longer an administrative cudgel hold over his head. While he is still an employee of the Department of Justice, they can hold administrative things over his head to force him to talk. Now, he still always has his Fifth Amendment rights, says the United States. The right to self-incrimination, against self-incrimination, excuse me, exists whether Orr is an employee of the DOJ or not. He knows that. He's a lawyer. Or can quit tomorrow and say, I'm not talking. There's no problem with that. You know, it's a problem, but it's not a legal problem for him. Right. Joey, we clear on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But administratively speaking, they can say to Orr, you took an official job action as a United States uh, Department of Justice, a senior level attorney Mm -hmm. that were in conflict with your job and your oath to office. You're going to talk about it or you're going to lose your job. There you go. And your pension. Understand the distinction, folks, because it makes a world of sense right now why Bruce Orr is probably still employed. Bruce Orr is the entire key to subscandal number one, the information laundering operation, because he received information that was dirty. Just like money laundering, you get dirty drug money or receive dirty information from a source that had been entirely discredited by the FBI and that information may have reappeared in a FISA application. That explains another thing, too, why they are so desperate to keep this redacted. Number one, who was Bruce Orr working for at the time? And number two, who signed off on that warrant? Ladies and gentlemen, great, great piece by Margot Cleveland in The Federalist today. That is an absolute must read right after you read the Lee Smith piece. I have it in the show notes. Which points to a rather interesting conundrum. Bruce Orr was reporting to Sally Yates, who was the number two at the Department of Justice. Sally Yates, known Trump hater, fired by Trump. Sally Yates is the one who initiates the entire Mike Flynn investigation by claiming he's subjected to he could be subjected to a blackmail by the Russians. With a nonsense, outrageously stupid charge. We need to go after him for the Logan Act, the Logan Act. No one's ever been successfully prosecuted in United States history for the Logan Act. If Bruce Orr was reporting to Sally Yates, who was Sally Yates reporting to? What did Sally Yates know? Sally Yates is the number two with the Justice Department. You think it's plausible that people in the Obama administration had no idea what the number two in the Justice Department was doing if she was supervising a guy who was the number four, who is colluding with a discredited FBI source to launder information into our justice system to spy on the Trump team? You think it's likely the Obama administration didn't know anything about this? I would say a big eh. What is no, Alex, for $15,000? What's the connection between Bruce Orr and Sally Yates? Oh, Sally Yates signed one of the FISA warrants too? Oh, isn't that special? Sally Yates signed off on a FISA warrant using discredited information by a discredited source while supervising a DOJ upper level official who was still working with that source while that upper level official's wife is working for a company hired to take down Donald Trump. Wow, that sounds like a deep state scandal for the record books, doesn't it? How about that one? But here's the real kicker. So point number one, are the redactions Orr's information using a discredited source? Point number two, Orr reported to Sally Yates. Sally Yates reported to the White House. Sally Yates went after Mike Flynn. Sally Yates got fired by Donald Trump. What did Sally Yates know? Sally Yates not know Nellie Orr was working for Fusion GPS? Did Sally Yates not know Christopher Steele had already been terminated? Did she know it when she signed a warrant to spy on the Trump team? Did Obama know it? Wow. Conspiracy theory. Can hear the liberals already. Really? You dispute that? What part of that exactly do you dispute? You dispute that Sally Yates supervised Bruce Orr? Wrong. You dispute that Bruce Orr's wife worked for Fusion GPS? Wrong. You dispute that Bruce Orr was actively using Christopher Steele, a discredited source, in the FBI's own words, as a source? Wrong. 
You dispute that Sally Yates reported to the White House. Wrong. You dispute that Sally Yates signed one of the Pfizer warrants. Wrong again. Can you get anything right? What part of that exactly is the conspiracy theory? You want to address any of those facts? No, no, we just want to call it a conspiracy theory. Of course you do, because you're imbeciles. That's what you do. You're experts in imbecility. You feel stupid. (laughs) Oh, boy, Joe. That was perfect timing, because I didn't mean to go here, but you think Trump doesn't know any of this? I got one last component of this. I'm serious. You think Trump has no idea about any of this? Do you really believe it? You think Trump is the president of the United States, a guy who's made nearly a billion dollars, if not more, in his lifetime, who wins the presidency with no political experience at all. You really believe he doesn't know any of this, that only the Dan Bongino shows figured this out? Listen, <laughs> for as much as I'd love to tell you that, you'd be wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, people know things. Papadopoulos, Papadopoulos's lawyer, Trump, and I believe Rod Rosenstein, too who has been a disaster. Why is Rod Rosenstein so determined to keep these FISA warrants redacted? Ladies and gentlemen, who signed the fourth FISA warrant renewal in June of 2017? Rod Rosenstein. Oh! Oh, yeah. Did Rod Rosenstein know? Did he know that this renewal and that the prior renewals of the warrant to spy on the Trump team was using information from Bruce Orr that had come from a source entirely discredited by the FBI while Orr's wife was working for the same company hired to discredit Trump. Now, if you read Margot Cleveland's piece, to be fair here, there's some evidence that Rosenstein may just be an idiot. There is. There's some evidence based on his congressional testimony under oath. And, and by the way, this does, he should let me let me be absolutely clear because I, I, I as much as I love your emails, I don't want you to misinterpret this one bit and email me about it. I am not in any way suggesting stupidity is an excuse. Rod Rosenstein should be fired no matter what. Period. Full stop. I, I, I nothing changes there at all. I'm just giving you two alternate scenarios here for for his firing. I'm not suggesting they're an excuse. Are we clear on that? Mm -hmm. There's two alternate scenarios. Rosenstein's an idiot who had no idea what he was actually signing or had an idea and just never did the homework. Hey, uh, where did that information come from? In that case, he should be fired for misfeasance and pure stupidity or... There's fork number two, which is even worse. The malfeasance pathway that Rosenstein did in fact know and did know that Orr was using information from Steele, did know that the entire FISA FISA application was based on garbage from a garbage source and was a lie and that they had in fact uh, spied on it on really an innocent man and an innocent uh, political organization that had done that had done nothing wrong. Either way, Rosenstein has to go. But ladies and gentlemen, Rosenstein's signature is on the fourth FISA warrant. Why do I bring that up, Joe? We're going to close out with this. This is the most important show I've done in a long time. Listen to it twice. Mm -hmm. Send it to Rachel. Learn her a little bit. She needs to be educated. Inch deep, 10 miles wide. There's no, really, she, she has nothing on this. She doesn't understand. Devin Nunes who knows all of this, Nunes, the Republican congressman who deserves, uh, seriously, deserves some serious accolades for the hard work he's been doing on this. Devin Nunes has been pushing Joe suspiciously hard for the release of what specific component in unredacted form of the FISA? Oh, 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 the fourth one that Rod Rosenstein signed? Why do you think that is? You think that may contain information from Bruce Orr laundered from Christopher Steele that Rosenstein signed off on with either not by either not doing the homework or even worse, doing the homework and allowing this all to happen. Nunes isn't stupid. Either is Donald Trump. Folks, pick up my book. This is all in there. Spygate available on Amazon. The attempted sabotage of Donald J. Trump. 
77,000 words. You will you will get through it in a day and a half. It's only taken me longer to read it because I put a lot of emotion into reading the book. The Audible will be coming out too on October 9th in my voice. Spend every night reading it. All right, folks, thanks a lot. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm really imploring you, if you didn't get anything or if I didn't explain this well, to please listen to this twice because Georgie Papa D, if anyone knows him, do not plead. You owe it to the country if you know something to not plead to the to somehow get this information out there. Thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to the show. It's free on iTunes. Uh, you can go to Google Play. There's a Google app for that for podcasts. You can ask uh, Amazon Alexa to enable the uh, enable the Dan Bongino show uh, skill and play it on that. Uh, SoundCloud, please subscribe. It's free. It helps us move up the charts. And we really, really deeply appreciate both Joe and I, your support. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Read the show notes today. They're important. Talk to you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.